What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 10 of Tar Heel State of Mind. It's your boys Bradley and Nick here with you. Nathan has stepped away again for some father time. Um, he will be back as soon as he can. We wish him the best. Uh, Bradley, how you doing? Pretty good, man. I am ready for this ACC tournament. Feeling down on my heels right now, but, you know, it is what it is. We've got to gotta win some games, put a four-game streak together. So we can try and make a run, um, try to get in the tournament. Absolutely, I will echo all of that. We got about five games to talk about today. We're starting with the state game in Raleigh, then hopping over to Notre Dame. A pretty decent Virginia win, Florida State, and finish it off with Duke to end up the regular season. So let's hop into this state game. Bradley, what would you think about the state game? Uh, It's Kind of what I expected. Um, it's kind of been the same old story with this team. We we can get a, a second half lead. We fail to hold hold that lead, especially in a tough road environment at PNC. Um, just couldn't close out the game. But I think, and I th- and I think you know the state fans they were pretty hyped up from what happened at the Dean Dome with. Uh, Quavion Smith getting injured and you know all that jazz so they were they were ready they were hyped they had a you know good showing and good environment to play in but you know that just makes it even more tough whenever you walk into an environment like that and they're all fired up so that's pretty much their championship game they haven't had anything to look forward to in the last 40 years so I expected to lose that game or expected not to play well and that's kind of how it played out yeah I'll, I'll definitely echo that um I think it's just our MO this year to play decent in the, decent in the first half and then just kind of squander a lead with about three to four minutes left. Now, I'm pretty sure they had a what, like a, a four or five minute span towards the end of the game where they were down six but then went up like six, I think. It was like 11 shots in a row they rattled off, and we just couldn't come back yes. from it. Yeah, and they got, they got really hot, and Joyner had a heck of a freaking game, man. He's a good player. Keats has done a good job of getting transfers in from the portal and, and guys that can contribute. So kudos to him for that, but you know, we took the L. I'll I'll admit it. We got outplayed, and and you know they it was they kind of did to us what we typically do to other teams or have you know under Roy where we just put in spurts and runs and you know, usually we're the one running the floor and throwing alley oops and finishing in transition, but not not this year. Yeah, I definitely feel like we kind of played about like I would expect we just don't have as far as I know like as far as I've seen this year like that much fight um there's not a lot of urgency in winning there's not a lot of uh passion I would say um the bench still isn't getting utilized it's the same old song and dance that we've seen from Hubert the entire year um now I'm no coach but I just think it's kind of irritating to see the same five play 85 minutes of the game and then turn around and get the same results night after night but we're kind of down to the wire now so we're just going to have to commit one way or the other and just kind of hope for the best and hope everyone brings it together and makes a good turn gets this ACC championship and gets us into the tournament because I'm pretty sure that's our only our only hope at this point um so not really much else to say about NC State definitely a disappointing loss one that I thought we definitely could win but lost there at the end, just not being able to close out games and silly turnovers and good shots made by NC State, but definitely I think a winnable game that we just kind of let go away, let get slip through our hands at this point. Yeah, I agree. And, 
you know, we had a three-game win streak after that. You know, we were at Notre Dame. We had Virginia at home, and we were at Florida State. And we, we talked about having to win. Um, I think our last pod, we said we needed to win out. And we dropped that state game, and we were pretty feeling pretty down, and we had four games left. And we said we we have to win the next four games. And we got three of them, right? We got at Notre Dame, and I think you'd agree with me, Nick, the first half of that Notre, game, Notre Dame game was awful, man. We couldn't throw the ball in the basket. Um, couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Uh, couldn't hit a shot. Couldn't finish around the rim, turn the ball over. It's just just awful and then we came out in the second half and scored 40 so it's just like the tail of our whole season in one game basically uh from half to half just so inconsistent well we've only had i think even with the notre dame game and even the florida state game we had like you know we we had one half where we played really well and the other half where we about gave it away like the first half of the notre dame game we couldn't get anything going no one was moving no one's passing the ball no one was playing any defense. Like, we just couldn't get anything going. And, you know, we let a team who's who lost in the, in the first round of the ACC tournament tonight. I mean, they're 3-15 and 15 in the conference, and they almost beat us to get a decent win on their resume. And that's – those games, like, there were never, there's never been any games this year where we have handily won besides, like, the one Clemson game after we got embarrassed at Wake Forest. I mean, other than that, every single game has been clawed and fought, and we've scratched our way to a win – when, you know, every other year we have these, you know, Clemson rolls into town or even State or Pittsburgh or Boston College, Virginia Tech, all these games are very winnable games and we're usually not worried about, but every single game this year I've been terrified that we're going to lose. Like we could have easily been the top of the ACC or we could have easily been at the bottom, like just by the way we played. So, I mean, it's it's definitely disheartening, but in Notre Dame game we pulled out a win. Virginia I thought was a pretty impressive win. Um I this is one I kind of want to talk about like Pete Nance came into form um we had Baycott playing well he gave us let's see 11 and 6 RJ gave us 16 and 10 Pete had 22 points and two rebounds I still don't understand how Pete is seven foot tall and can't get any rebounds I don't understand but he did I mean he shot four for four from three seven for ten from the field Caleb didn't have the best shooting night. He did have 10 and 8, though, so not terrible. But, um, you know, this is another game where if we can hit our threes, we're pretty much an unbeatable team. We shot 45% and did did great. I mean, Pete had the game, played out of his mind, which is fantastic. But, you know, we see these spurts of Pete where he scores 28, 26, 21, 22, and then there's games where he scores two points or three points. So, like, I don't – there's no consistency there. And the same thing with Leakey. Some games he'll have – 18, like in Florida State. He had 18 and 13 or something like that. Let's see. He had – where's it at? He had – let's see. He had 18 and 9 in the in this game. And he's 6 for 8 from the field, 3 for 4 from 3. And then there's, you know, if we can get this consistency from every starter, I don't mind them playing 38 minutes a game. But when there's no consistency – Start pulling the pieces out. Quit giving people garbage time. Get people in the game. Worst case scenario, like we've harped every single time this year, is they get some experience and we still lose or we barely win. Like, you know, there's no difference. I don't I don't see the, the point in sticking with the same people over and over and over again. But, you know, 
we got, they almost did what we needed. We almost pulled out four wins in a row on the last of the season, and we got let down against the Duke game. But again, I mean, we did we did pretty well for the team that we've seen go on the floor this year. Yeah, I mean, I think you can lump in the Virginia game and the game at Florida State together because those were two games where we're, we were hitting lots of three pointers. Um, I think we hit, you know, 14 in one and 15 in the other. Or, no, sorry, we hit 10 against um, Virginia and like 14 at Florida State. And that has been the case this year where we hit, you know, nine or more threes that we tend to win games. And it's because we shoot at such a high volume. You know, we're, we're going to shoot 25 to 30 threes a game. And it's been the case for most of the year that we only hit, you know, five to six. Um, And I heard a stat the other day that in our losses, which our biggest loss um, margin-wise has been 12 points at Indiana, our average margin of defeat is 5.9 points. So that's two threes a game if we hit more two more threes a game, then we're basically close to being undefeated probably a three to four loss team and we're just not doing that in a consistent enough basis like you know Pete Nance has been brought onto our team and he was supposed to be a great you know shooter to space the floor and that hasn't been the case uh Caleb Love in the tournament last year Nick you've said a hundred times that he hit everything that he threw up He's been very inconsistent this year. We've seen games where he was 0 of 6, 0 of 7, 1 of 8, 1 of 10. It's just the same thing over and over. The only, really, the only consistent person from the outside this year has been RJ. And he's been he's had an injured finger where I guess that's screwing up his release on his shot. But it's just super frustrating that we see these very small spurts sometimes that we can hit shots. And when we can hit shots, we win games. But we don't hit shots frequently enough, or they don't fall frequently enough. And I think a lot of it has to do with the shots that they're taking. Um, they're just contested looks. They're not good looks. I feel like if they, you know, that one extra pass that they make will free up and turn a good shot into a great shot. And that's what these players have to do to make shots, is take great shots. Because they're not good enough to hit good shots. Yeah, I mean, I just – you hit it right on the head, Bradley. I mean, we were losing by about six points a game if RJ goes four for ten instead of two for ten and Caleb goes four for 12 or, you know, three for three for 11. Like, we hit we're, – we're right in all these games and our season has a completely different outlook. Like, we're looking at a, you know, two to, two to four seed in the tournament instead of not even going to make the tournament, right? Um, that's just – yeah, like these these guys don't have to be shooting fifty percent. Our guards can shoot high thirties to low forties total field goal percentage, and we would be a much better team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you watched just as many games as I have. How many times has Leaky been wide open in the corner and like not even coming close to hitting these hitting these threes? And probably well, he he doesn't really shoot you know contested shots, Leaky. Leaky really plays offensively within the flow of the game um, because he's he's not one to create his own shot. So 
probably 80% of his shots are wide open. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But, you know, one thing that the dunk against Florida State, I'm not saying he can do that every single time he attacks the paint, but dear Lord, if he would just attack the paint, he's 6'9", 6'10". The guard that's on him is going to be smaller. Like, he can't, you mean to tell me he can't beat someone off the dribble and right. get at least a contested layup or for an easy putback for Baycott or Nance or maybe even just finish around the rim? I think that's just a part of his game. He, he should have unlocked a long time ago. And now we're hoping he could does it on a consistent yep. basis, in, basis in his last five games of his career or six games of his career. And it's I just don't think we're going to get it. I mean, it's tough. You know, we both sound bewildered over the over the over the season, and I think it's just the you know the the excellence or at least the competitiveness that UNC has always brought to the table, even in a down year, minus one or mm-hmm. two years. And it's just hard because there's just no. There's no energy, there's no fight, there's no urgency to win these games or even like, you know, I, even down to the Duke game. Like I was like, oh, we're good. We're going to win. We'll get. We'll, yeah. we'll do what we need to do. We'll win a couple games in the AC tournament. We don't have to win it. No big deal. We'll get into the tournament. We'll make a run. You know, even to the very last game, that's how I've, I've thought. And even, you know, being the Carolina fan that I am now, I still have I still have the faith that we're running four, four off in four days. But, um it's just hard. It's just so hard. you're saying there's a chance. Hey, there is a chance. I mean, I don't. I don't <laughs> think we'll go. I think we'll. We will definitely put up a good fight. I don't know if the fight will be strong enough. If if we see the will out of this team that I know we can have, we will win the tournament for sure. But I don't know if we're going to see that, or I don't know. It might be too late to do that. So. Yeah, I think this team thought, for whatever reason, from what they did last year, that coming into this year that other teams are going to roll over for them and we saw from the get-go that that wasn't going to be the case when they were struggling at home to teams like Gardner-Webb and UNC Wilmington um, College of Charleston there you know in the first 32 minutes of the game Uh, it's just you know frustrating from the expectations that we had at the beginning of the season everybody was hyped up preseason number one taking you know, the 82 teams picture with all, you know, the four, four of the five starters and putting them on a Sports Illustrated magazine with the coach. It's just, uh, I bet they're, you know, if I'm the 82 team, I'm like, why the heck did they do that? You know, <laughs> it's just, man, it is just so frustrating watch, watching a team that you love and a team that you, you know, you want the best for and you, you expect them to do great things because they're Carolina, and they just don't perform. Be urgent in these games unless Hubert is urgent in the locker room and telling them that you know this is this is the deal. Like it's crunch time, we have to win these games. Like if you don't win them, we're going home. And his quote, I think Nathan shared it, was like, you know, I'm not going into this tournament under the premise that we have to win four games to get into the tournament. Well, like what is what data does he have that I don't have or that we can't see? that sends us to the tournament without winning four games in four days. Like, that's the confusion. Because, you know, if we beat Virginia, they drop out of the top 30, which means we lose a quad one. We gain a quad one in the tournament, but we lose it for home. You know, if we beat State, we get a quad one. If we beat Miami or whoever they play in the – or Duke in the – no, is it Miami? Who would they play? Pittsburgh? Uh, Yeah, it – I think on the other side, who was going to end up in the championship games would be Miami, Duke, or Pitt. Yeah, so like, you know, 
and then at that point, you might as well just win the whole damn thing and just yeah. make sure you get in. Like, you can't ho- hope the quads work out because, you know, I just don't I don't see any other road besides a ACC cha- tournament championship that we get into the tournament. Yeah, for sure. And and I think one of the key things in a couple of those wins, uh, Virginia and Florida State, is that our lead was so great. I think Virginia, we got up to 18, and Florida State was probably sub- somewhere around there as well. When these teams, because we know that Carolina has lapses and the other team is going to make a run, but our lead was so great that their run didn't really matter. Um, instead of being up by, you know, five or six, and then their run ends up in Carolina being down five or six, we're up by 18, and their run cuts the lead to, like, six, and we're able, still able to hang on at the end. So somehow this Carolina team is going to have to figure out that when they're up two or three possessions, they're going to go have, have to put their, you know, pedal to the metal and go up two or three more possessions because they can't hang on to a lead to save their lives. So... I think that's, that was a key thing that happened in those two games. Not only were we hitting shots, but we got a, a big lead so that whenever the other team made their run, it didn't really matter. True. I agree. I don't feel like our leads are ever big enough to where I feel comfortable um, with anything. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and we, we showed ourselves that in the national championship last year, up 15 and then losing. But um, you We don't know, want to talk just, about that. No, we don't want to bring that back to that old <laughs> one. But, um, you know, one thing I do kind of want to bring some attention to is – Maybe even after this season, I think we were kind of overhyped from the beginning, getting a number one overall, like preseason. Um, you know, the rankings kind of flow, what, the next day, the way too early, top 25, like we were number one. Yeah, pre-season. it's like the base, yeah, pretty much the next you day. Know, and we pretty much rode all that momentum, which rightfully so. I mean, we had a six game streak in the ACC, I mean, the NCAA tournament that, like, no one's ever seen. Like, we could have ended up beating Baylor. UCLA, Kentucky, and Duke all in one tournament. And then Kansas in the championship. Like, you know, taking out all four four of the Blue Bloods in one tournament I don't think has ever been done. You know, we just kind of rode the hills of this of this into the next season and when we weren't beating people like we were or these top caliber teams like we were in, in you know, March and April of last year, it really kind of took a toll on the fan base. And I feel like it, a lot of the noise did get into the locker room. They had these expectations, you know. They made all these coming back videos and – this and that and had all this hype which i get you know you want to get the fan base behind him but yeah and rj come out and back it up a little bit yeah rj was like natty or bus you know and they're busting hard right now yeah i mean we that's pretty much where we're at like we're gonna be the we might honestly be the first team to go from the from the preseason number one to not even making the tournament yeah it's embarrassing man long long fall from the top um, we can we can get into this Duke game a little bit. Um, I made the the stupid decision like two hours before the game that I was gonna go buy I was gonna buy a ticket and just go. Um, you know I was like you know Armando's could potentially senior senior night leak leaky definitely senior night so I was like why the heck not so. And tickets were outrageous. So I got a ticket. It was lower level, maybe like 15 rows up in the corner. And, man, the place was... You paid a penny for that one, huh? Do what? I mean... You paid a pretty penny for that one, huh? That's what adult money's for, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, money... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
money stupidly spent. But, you know, the the place was buzzing. It was a great atmosphere. One of the best Carolina-Duke game atmospheres I've been to. I've been to maybe, I don't know, nine or ten Carolina-Duke games. And it was it was loud in there, man. Uh, even though it was it has been a disappointing season, Tar Heel Nation showed up and showed out um, loud pretty much the whole game until the very – you know, very end with like 30 seconds left. So, you know, kudos to the fans for showing up and being loud. But, oh, man, it's just another. And it was almost, if you took the previous Carolina Duke game at Cameron and laid it over this game, superimposed that, it was basically the same exact game. And I don't see how. If you're Hubert, how do you let that happen? You only score 57 points twice against your rival. In a game that's generally, it's been known to go up and down and up and down. You know, usually these games are in the 80s and 90s. And we scored 57 twice. I don't know. I think my biggest thing is this year Duke and UNC game flow of the game is completely you know, flipped on its head. Like, we're trying to pound it inside. Duke's getting the point guards out and running. We don't have any offensive offensive urgency. Our offense is stagnant. We just run everyone through screens. The biggest thing that, you know, J- John Shire has done is put RJ on these ball screens against Tyrese Proctor, and he's just going to work on them. He just can't, he just can't stay in front of him. And Jeremy Roach showed up and hit some couple of threes. But it just seemed like, you know, We'd go down by – I think we went down by seven. And, we, you know, we think the game's over with. We hit two threes back-to-back, we're back in it, then we go up. And then all of a sudden we just go cold and they end up – you know, Kyle Filipowski had 22-13. and 13. I mean, he had the Baycott-esque game that Baycott should have had. And it's tough when we're – you know, we're we're at home. We've got these seniors who this is – this is might possibly be – and, you know, seniors and juniors that might possibly this be their last game in the Dean Dome. And – you know, we give an effort where we score 33, 31 points in the first half, 26 in the second half. We shot 30% and 38% from the field. Only thing we did well was, let's see, put actually shot 30% and 21%. And then we shot 86% at the free throw line. That's yeah. the only thing we did I well. I mean, was game, things we did better this game was we got to the free throw line. If you remember, I think the last last time mm-hmm. or at camera, we shot three three free throws. Uh, we had two fast break points compared to Duke's 20. Um, I think we got out-rebounded. But, you know, we, we did improve in those things. But, again, the last four and a half minutes of the game at the Dean Dome, we didn't score. Last 357, I think, at Cameron, we didn't score. So the last, you know, eight minutes of regulation play that we played against Duke this year, we didn't freaking score. And you got to be able to score in crunch time, or you're gonna lose. Yeah, I mean the problem, the problem is we just we don't have that guy this year that can get those buckets late in the game. I mean last year, how many times Caleb Love had twenty, twenty eight in the second half against UCLA. RJ had thirty total against Baylor. Caleb Love hit the shot. You know everyone knows about the shot that Caleb hit against Duke late in the game in the in the Final Four. You know we we. These big games, they showed up last year, and they have not showed up this year, and it's just been really heartbreaking to, like, 
watch these close games where we lose by like one or two possessions or one or two turnovers that we should have had or one of the stops that we can't get. You know, that's it just yeah. seems like we it's just the same. We're reading the same chapter of a of a horror story over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and I want to talk about probably three, four key plays in the Carolina Duke game the other day that really decided the game. Um, you could probably remember all of them because you know they're pretty eye opening. I think. The first two are missed three-pointers. One was by Pete Nance. One was by Leaky Black. Both in the corners. Both wide open. Nobody within probably 10 feet either either play. Mm-hmm. If you're a college athlete, I feel like you've got to be able to hit that nine times out of ten. Well, you know, these these guys that are getting these wide open threes in the corner, like Leaky gets multiple a game. You know, uh, Pete Nance gets multiple a game, and his laser beam to the front of the rim happens more times than more times than not. And I guess since he played so well in the Virginia game, that I w- we were just really hoping that it was gonna Virginia game. We were he was just gonna come out and do the same thing. I think he hit one three, but that's about it. But um, you know, we really needed him to step up. We really needed Leaky to step up. I think. Let's see, they had. Leaky had nine and eight. Yeah, Baycott but he took, six, you know, he took he 16. Took seven six, threes. He yeah, seven, shots. yeah, seven threes, 16 shots. That's way that's way too much for him, I think. He played all 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah if, if you're seven, Leaky, you got to know that. Seven shots, if he's shooting seven, he has to, he has to hit three of those. Yeah, you th- I think you're right. You're right. He's got to hit shots. And like we said earlier, most of his shots are wide open. So you either got to – if you're going to take the shots, have the balls to make the shots. That's what Roy Williams told Joel Berry. Um, but I think I still think 16 shots is too much for Leakey. He's not that much of an offensive weapon to shoot that many times. Um, the, other, the other couple plays I want to talk about was two missed dunks. First was on Caleb on a fast break where he got fouled. You got to finish that play. You got to dunk that ball, put it in the rim. If you can't, like that should have been an and one, you know. The second one was Pete. Pete took it to the rim, and all he had—he's already six ten, just a short jump, you know. And you you dump it in, but he missed his dunk too. So that's four points, you know, that we didn't get. They ended up being crucial at the end of the game. Um. The last play was our last offensive play where I'm assuming we were trying to run a play for RJ, but it just broke down. And it's it's almost like if they can't run through their first option, their second and third option, it's like they don't know how to facilitate to get the ball in the specific place to make it happen, to make, make their second and third progressions work. Because if our first first option doesn't work, they're scrambling. Oh, if the first option doesn't work, it's a three pointer going up, an awful yeah. three pointer going up. So, and I feel I like agree. in previous previous Carolina teams under Roy, we didn't have that problem. Mm-mm. No, so. I just there's, that's the offense. If the offense can't get flowing through Baycott or get a get a wide open jumper in the first probably fifteen seconds of the play, we're not getting a good shot off. 
Like, I, that's just what I've seen this year. It's going to be yeah. someone shooting a hero three from 35 feet, and we're going to hope it, if it goes in, great. If it doesn't, you know, what are they doing? But if it goes in, it's, go, it's happening again the next play. It's kind of like they get complacent with looking at that, like looking for that shot. And we're not a good enough shooting team to rely on that. Nope. So I don't know why we keep doing it. Man, I'll tell you what's really driving me nuts is all these Duke fans trying to talk trash after we buried Coach K last year. I feel like they're trying to make it seem or trying to help console themselves that that game didn't mean anything to them. But but it would have meant everything to them if they won. <laughs> I know. But if you ask me, man, this rivalry, it, it's still a rivalry. Don't get me wrong, but... It's it's not the same, and it won't be the same until Duke beats Carolina in a Final Four. Yeah, which will never happen. Which will never happen. I mean, it'll take what? We've been playing in, in NCAA tournaments for how long now? 50, 60. Like, we're going to wait. We won't even be alive if they ever hit, hit a tournament, hit a, hit a Final Four again. Yeah. But it just I drives mean, me crazy that the Duke fans are, are trying to justify that, you know. These two wins against Carolina this year are the same, or makes up for last year. We got to hold crazy. on to something, man. They got to hold on to something. <laughs> but that's the thing is, you know, the, the the rivalry is is lopsided right now. Until they until they have a bigger win than this, then there's nothing that they can say to me that's gonna. I'm just gonna point to my Caleb Love mural on my wall and say, "Take a look at this one." That's right. Once you once but, you top that, you know, it, then you, then you can talk. That's right. I mean, you know, he we we won when it counted. The only time it ever counted, we won. Doesn't matter about any ACC tournaments, regular season titles. Coach K's last game, Coach K's last home game at Hansborough Indoor Stadium. We're both L's, and that's all that matters. That's right. Hundred percent agree. I mean, we kudos to Shire for what he's done at Duke this year, but that won't definitely won't make up for what happened last year. Um, well, let's get in. Let's get into this ACC tournament. Let's get the layout of who's who's playing who, and see what kind of road UNC is going to have to take this over the next four days. So yeah. we got. I mean, first, look. First, go ahead. I said first night of the first night of the tournament. They got Florida State, Georgia Tech. We got Boston College, Louisville, yeah. Virginia oh, Tech, Georgia, and Notre Dame. Georgia Tech actually won that game. Um, Did Georgia Tech win? Okay. Yep, Georgia Tech won. Um, Boston College beat Louisville. They play Carolina tomorrow. And keep in mind, they did not have the big guy. What's his name? Post. Post. They, he did not. He did not play today. I don't yeah. know if he's hurt or if he's playing tomorrow or if they were just resting him or whatever the case may be. But if he plays, it'll be a tough matchup for Baycott tomorrow night. I think he's questionable. Um, I think tomorrow. he was most improved this year, right? Uh, yep, I think you're right. And then so, Virginia yeah. Tech beat Notre Dame. Um, so yeah, I think they Coach, Coach Bray is officially done at Notre Dame. Is he? He's not retiring, right? He's just not coming back to Notre Dame. That's correct. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. So got on the on the schedule tomorrow, we're gonna have Syracuse and Wake, which I think you know, if everything goes the way I think it will, I think Wake Forest will pull that one out. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Wake will pull that one out. I think Pitt's going to get the win against Georgia Tech. I think I'm, you know, UNC's beating Boston College. That's my that's my pick. And then I have let's I have NC State 
taking a taking a dub against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think that's where that's when it gets dicey because you got um, the teams that got the double buys. You got Miami, Duke, Virginia, and Clemson. And I think Carolina, if, as long as they can take care of business against Boston College, you know they're gonna have to hit shots. They're gonna have to have a game where they don't go five of twenty-five from three. Um, and if they can do that, I mean, I think it's favorable for Carolina because they're playing in Greensboro. We're gonna have the home crowd. Um, actually, I'll actually be there tomorrow, so I'm gonna be cheering as hard as I can. Um, yeah, so we got we got the home crowd. We've got. Um, Good. I think the Greensboro Coliseum is similar to the Dean Dome, so it's like a you know it's a feel building wise, so um, similar feel. So maybe maybe they'll get that you know home kind of feel and shoot a little bit better that. But we just gotta hit shots, man. We gotta take care of the ball um, and try to get Caleb and RJ in positions where they can get clean looks. Um, so I think we take care of Boston College and then then will try to match up again against Virginia. So I think we played Virginia good both times, and and I feel pretty good about about that game if it were to, you know, go go that way. So my yeah, my thoughts on the on UNC's road. We have Boston College, we got Virginia, then we have a winner of what I think is going to be Clemson and NC State. Um, the 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 competitor in me wants to beat Virginia and then beat State and then come through and beat uh, Duke in the championship. I feel like that's my that's my that's my ideal scenario. Um, anyone in the top, honestly, anyone in the top seven to eight, even Wake, I would say, is very capable of winning the, the ACC tournament. Like yeah. you know, I, I I don't think there's a team that throughout the year did not, in my opinion, give me give me a thought at least that they could win the ACC tournament, right? Like, I don't feel like anyone outside the yeah. top nine. I feel like all of them can. No, you're right. No, I, I, I mean, I think Miami's going to be the favorite for sure with Isaiah yeah. Wong and and Nigel Pack and the rest of them because they're just, I think, the best team in the ACC as of right now. But that doesn't mean UNC can't come out and have a good game like they did against Clemson. Duke Duke can make a run. I mean, I, we could see a Duke-UNC in the final in the ACC championship. We could see, you know – State and Duke, we could see Miami and Clemson, Miami and Virginia. Like, there's multiple options that all make sense in my head. But ideally, UNC is going to be there against whoever whoever comes out of the other bracket. Yeah, and I think I think Carolina just has to try and play their game and make people play. You know, make make other. They need to be the aggressor. They need to make make sure that other teams are changing the play that they want to play. Um, and I think that if they do that, they've got a good shot. But, you know, you're right. Anybody can win this tournament. The Probably the top, you know, seven or eight seeds could 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 win. There's just not a great team in the ACC, and it's pretty pretty much wide open. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I definitely, I definitely hope that UNC can pull this out and make me a believer. Do I think it's feasible? Yes. Do I think it will happen? I am. I am not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure if it can happen. I, I definitely think it, there's a chance. I don't know how big of a chance. Yeah. I feel a whole lot better if we can make it past Virginia. Yeah, and the problem. I think if we make it, yeah. Yeah, and the problem is with the way we play. You know, our our starters play heavy minutes, and playing four games in four days would be very taxing for them. I think so. 
that's one reason why I don't have super high hopes for this team, just because our bench doesn't play very much, and that means they would have to play, you know, 35 to 40 minutes four straight days, and they're probably going to be dog tired, no legs. You know, they don't they get they do have the first round by, but um, you know, four teams have the double by, so usually those are the teams that end up winning this thing. Yeah, um, I don't want to say I want to write Boston College off, but I'm hoping we can make it. I hope we can have at least a decent, if we can get a decent lead, hold a lead, get some subs in, get get the starters to play about 25 to 30 minutes instead of 38 minutes. I feel like that will help. That will go a lot farther against Virginia than people realize. So that's what I'm hoping. I agree, man. Well, we will find out tomorrow at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina and Boston College. See if we can uh, see if we can get it rolling. Otherwise, we'll be headed to the NIT. Hey, it's all right. And I, you know, we will. We just got to take it one game at a time. Hopefully, we're still playing by the weekend, and we can we can start this one back up with some good news instead of being sad. Hope so. Maybe we can uh, we can we can pot every night after the ACC tournament game. Yeah, we'll just we'll just get on here and fly. That's pretty much what we'll do. <laughs> We're really good at that. I know. Well, all right. Anything else, Bradley? Nah, that's all right. We good. All right. This is Nick and Bradley signing off for episode ten. Thank you for spending an hour in a Tar Heel state of mind. Go Hills.